Yo, what's going on, guys? It's your boy Cole Pearson here with Outside the Box Sports Podcast. Week 7 already, getting pretty deep in the season. Almost halfway done, which is crazy to think about. Seems like yesterday was week 1. I was excited for the Bears kickoff, but now we're in week 7. So let's get into, we're getting straight into Cole Predicts. Before I get into it, though, I want to mention that my record last week, I went 7-7 seven and seven compared to week 5, 10-4. and four. So obviously three games less, hoping to bounce back from there. And I did get my lock of the week wrong. I was sure, I was so confident in Andy Dalton against that Arizona defense. They haven't been consistent at all. Lost to the Lions. Arizona was not looking good coming into this game. I know I know they were 3-2, and two, but still, against uh, the Cowboys, who have such good weapons like Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Gallup, who, made, who had a great game the previous week against the Giants, uh, or a couple weeks before. Um, and Ezekiel Elliott, the best running back in the NFL, one of the best. Uh, I was sure that they would win, but unfortunately they didn't. I'd also like to mention that uh, this is the first one-man podcast. Don't have any friends. I'm a bit lonely today, but it gives me more room to talk, more room to elaborate just on the on the games. So my record now moves to 56-34-1. My lock of the week record moves down to 3-3. Three and three. I'm on a two-game losing streak there. Hoping to bounce back there, but I'm pretty confident I can. I'm actually going to guarantee you that I will. But we're going to start off with the Thursday night matchup tonight, Eagles versus Giants. Uh, I have the Eagles taking this one 22 to 20. Uh, another weak Thursday night football matchups, uh, along with the rest of them. Now, coming into the season, you thought it really wouldn't be weak. Obviously, the Eagles make the playoffs almost every year because of that weak division. And then the Giants, you kind of had hope for them. You had a uh, healthy Saquon, co- completely healthy Slayton. All those guys were completely healthy offense. Saquon goes down with that injury. All those guys have not been performing as well as we know they could, so it's really not that good of a matchup now at Week 7. But I have the Eagles taking this one 22 to 20. Uh, the Eagles are way more experienced, and they're at home, so I'm going to go going to go with them. Really don't have much to say about that. That's really all i got to say. I, it's, a, it's a coin toss, but I'm going to go with the Eagles by two here because they're at home with the fans there. They're loud fans, a few of them. Uh, and they're just a more experienced. They have a more tenure, that O-line. Uh, you know, the Giants are kind of a young team, so I'm going to go with the, the Eagles there. Now, if the Giants had Saquon, though, that's a whole different story, but uh, we're not going to get into that. Now, going to the Sunday games, I'm going to start off with an NFC South matchup. we got the Panthers against the Saints. Uh, I have the Saints taking this one 34-24. Uh, you know, last week got my player of the week uh, prediction. I'd say pretty right. I said it was going to be Derrick Henry, and yes, the hell it was. Had like a 50-yard reception, 200 rushing yards, like three touchdowns. He went berserk, kind of called that. You know, I'm taking all credit for that. But I think Kamara is going to do that. The Panthers run D, they, they, they kind of bounced back against Montgomery and the Bears last week. Uh, but I still don't think they can keep that up for the rest of the season. Even though the Panthers are pretty good on offense, I still think that, that defense is really holding them back from, you know, making it to the playoffs, maybe possibly winning that division. I know it's a tough division, but Teddy Bridgewater, other than last week, he's been playing pretty well this season. Um, but I think Kamara's going to go off. And again, the Panthers run defense needs to be better. They wasted a top 10 draft pick. I wouldn't say wasted. I'd take that back. They, they spent his first round draft pick on Derrick Brown. Derrick Brown is fantastic. I loved him coming out of the draft. I think he was a top five prospect. I was going to be very surprised if he fell to them, which he did because, you know, there was a lot of need for quarterback there. I thought the Giants should have took him, you know, improved that Giants run defense. But they ended up going with an O-lineman out of Iowa. I forgot his name. Uh, but yeah, Derrick Brown, really solid. I just think they need more experience. Panthers, another young team. Obviously, Matt Rule, young coach. Teddy Bridgewater coming into a new system. 
McCaffrey's out, you know, don't count out the Panthers coming into next season. This year's just not the year, you know, kind of got struck, struck some bad luck. Uh, next year, I like the Panthers, though. I like them a lot. But uh, getting to our next game, we got my lock of the week and my blowjob of the week, Bills versus Jets. I, I needed an easy one. Normally, I, obviously, I could all 17 weeks this season, 16 games, I could pick against the Jets for my lock of the week, and I would go probably 14-2 and two to 16-0, anywhere in that range. But I don't want to be that guy. But this weekend, I need a, a bounce back in that category. I can't go negative in my lock of the week. That's a really bad look on me. So I had the Bills blowjobbing the Jets 54 nothing. They're going to fuck them. Uh, I think Josh Allen, you know, we've seen him struggle against two solid defenses uh, on primetime, both both uh, these past two weeks against Tennessee. Obviously, they're undefeated. And then the Chiefs, who are 5-1, and one, uh, two really solid defenses. So, obviously, you know, you can't expect too much, but you don't think he's going to play that bad. But I think he's definitely, definitely going to bounce back, obviously, with the, uh, the 54-point victory that I have them taking uh, against that Jets defense. I think they're going to win pretty handily. And I think the Bills defense is going to get their shit together. Uh, they allowed Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, um, who I just traded away in fantasy. I really don't know why. Uh, they allowed him to get his career high rushing. I think he had damn near 170 rushing yards. And then the week before, Derrick Henry had two touchdowns. So I think they're going to bounce back. You know, it's a really, it's it's kind of a guaranteed win, but I think it's a big confidence booster for that Bills team. They're another young squad. Um, a lot of potential there. But um, I think there's a big confidence booster going into the uh, the future weeks. So I know they play Seattle coming up, and that's going to be a massive game. Uh, but getting to the next game, we got an AFC North matchup now. Uh, Browns versus Bengals. I have the Browns taking this one 27-0. Uh, just got Kareem Hunt in fantasy, hoping he can play pretty well. Uh, I just think Joe Burrow needs an offensive line of defense, safety. And we really saw that safety against the Indianapolis Colts. They went up 21 to nothing safety. And they went up 21 nothing, and they just kind of blew that comeback. And that's obviously big, big uh, part of that was Phillip Rivers. Obviously, played great in that second half. Uh, but I think the Bills, or not the Bills, the Bengals defense really needs to step it up. They they kind of let Phillip Rivers do that, and you really can't blow a 21-point lead. Um, it's a big confidence booster. Another young team. We're talking about a lot of young teams here. Uh, they needed that confidence booster against a really solid defense with the Colts. They went up 21 of them. They went up big in that first half. And they just kind of let them come back. They really didn't put up that much of a fight at the end. Really unfortunate to see. But I think Baker, I don't think he's going to feel completely dangerous. I feel like he's going to be slightly dangerous. Maybe like a 65% dangerous. Uh, last time I said that, you know, I got the Baker dangerous meter correct. Against the Cowboys, he was dangerous. Then I said he was going to suck against the Steelers. He sucked. So this week, I feel like he's going to have an above-average game. That's why I've been taking this one 27-20. It's really hard to bet against Joe Burrow, but it's not that hard to bet against that Bengals defense, and that's why I'm torn in a lot of these Bengals games. I had them. They were my upset of the week last week, but they they couldn't get it done, which is really unfortunate. I wanted to see one of my upset of the week predictions correct. Um, That's really unfortunate to see. Getting to our next game, we got an NFC East matchup. A lot of divisional matchup, matchups. Speaking of upset of the league, this is it. I had the football team taking this one 19-13. to Kind of a low-scoring game. Uh, yeah, low-scoring defensive game. Both teams have, I wouldn't say solid defenses, but they have pretty decent defenses. I really don't know how to word that. Uh, we saw the football team go absolutely berserk week one uh, against the Eagles. Chris, uh, Chris Young, what am I saying? Chase Young. Had like two and a half sacks or something like that. Uh, the football team's defense 
Uh, it's seen flashes of just being absolutely unstoppable. And then I think the football team, they're going to win by one possession. Uh, I, uh, I think Andy Dalton's going to keep them in that game. Obviously, I said it was going to be defensive. But uh, he looked awful on Monday Night Football against Arizona. But I, I don't think they're going to win this game necessarily. I still think they're going to need more time to um, kind of settle in with the offense. Uh, he needs to get chemistry with all his receivers because they have a great receiving core. We know they're going to be successful. Uh, I think he needs to be have a little more time. And I think this week's not this week. Even though they do play the football team, I think Terry McLaurin, Kyle Allen looked pretty good uh, against the Giants, which really isn't that hard to do. But still, a big confidence booster for them. And I think they're going to take this one. Kind of crazy to say. But getting into my game of the week, uh, I have the Packers against the Texans. I have the Packers taking this one 34-30. to uh, I think Jair Alexander is going to lock down Will Fuller. And uh, the reason why I'm saying this is because the last Monday Night Football game, the last primetime game that we saw Green Bay play was against Arizona. And I was going against Calvin Ridley, and I was up by 1.1 points. And Jair Alexander and that Packers defense did not allow Calvin Ridley to grab a catch. I think that's exactly what they're going to do here. Obviously, in the offseason, Houston lost the best receiver in the NFL, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, to Arizona. Uh, and Will Fuller needed to step up and be that wide receiver one, and he has. He's played fantastic on my fantasy team, but I'm actually going to sit him this week because I think Jair Alexander and uh, that Packers defense is really going to focus on Will Fuller because you can shut down Will Fuller. Uh, Randall Cobb becomes that wide receiver too. Obviously, he played for the Packers, and uh, they kind of know his skill sets. So I think if they lock down Fuller, they're really going to lock down that entire offense. I still think it's going to be a high-scoring game, though, just because Kenny Clark's down, and I think David Johnson's going to have a nice little game. I have them winning by four, though. Uh, I think on on the Green Bay side, I think Rodgers is going to have a fantasy performance, a great fantasy performance against the struggling Houston defense. Obviously, we saw Houston kind of blow that game against Tennessee. They lost so many points, I think like 40 points that game. And I'm just going to say Aaron Jones is daddy. I think it's going to be a battle of the running backs, Aaron Jones versus David Johnson. But obviously, Aaron Jones a little bit more superior. So I'm going to go with him. I have the Packers bouncing back. Uh to a six and one record, I think that'll make them a five and one. Five and one. Getting on actually a potential shit fest candidate. Um, I have the Lions against the Falcons. I have the Falcons taking this one, thirty-three to thirteen. Julio and Ridley, that that kind of wide receiver uh, tandem right there, they're so hard to stop, especially if you're the Lions. Like, obviously, we saw them go kind of crazy against Minnesota. Minnesota, they don't have a great secondary, but I think it's a little better with uh, Harrison Smith. I still think they're better than the Lions. Uh, Lions have, I think, uh, rookie uh, Okuda. I think he's their one. I don't know if Trufant's still down. I think it's going to really be hard for them to lock down Julio and Ridley, both of them, uh, especially the Lions. But I, another thing I want to know is that Stafford needs a new team. I, I used to be a big Stafford guy, and uh, I really don't like him anymore. I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I just think he doesn't fit the Lions. He does not fit the Lions. I think he fit the uh, the, the 2000, early 2010 Lions with Calvin Johnson. But with the way the team's going, uh, the more of a defensive kind of team with Matt Patricia being their head coach, if he is continued gonna is he going to continue to coach that way, I think he needs to find a new team. So I have the three Ds for Stafford. Stafford, three potential landing locations. Next time around, maybe he requests a trade. Maybe he just waits it out for his contract and doesn't resign. But I think the number one candidate is going to be Denver. Uh, John Elway loves Drew Locke, and I love Drew Locke, Horsecock. He's a great quarterback. But if things, obviously, you can't be too confident in a uh, – well, he, he's in his second year, but really his first year kind of being that starting guy. 
Uh, you can't have too much confidence in them, especially coming off of that injury. So I think Denver, Stafford would be nice in Denver. Uh, the second DI of D.C., obviously kind of a weird situation there with Kyle Allen, Haskins, and Smith all kind of being on that brink starter, brink backup kind of role. I think Stafford could be that definite QB1 and uh, throw some dimes to Terry McLaurin. And my third D is going to be Dallas. Obviously, Dak Prescott balling out, but he had an awful leg injury. Really sad to see. And I don't know what's going to happen with him. Because obviously, he, I, I think he wants to resign, but he wants so much money. So I don't know if they're going to put the franchise tag on him. I don't know if they're going to let him go. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if they trust Andy Dalton, especially after that performance against Arizona. So uh, Stafford could go to Dallas, D.C., or Denver, all those three Ds. Or Chicago, fingers crossed. But uh, next matchup, we got the Steelers versus the Titans, the battle of the undefeated teams. Uh, I had the Titans taking this one 29-20. Uh, two words, King Henry went off. Again, like I mentioned, player of the week candidate last week. He performed. I'd say he exceeded that. I think, yeah, he exceeded those expectations, obviously. But it was kind of an understatement to say player of the week. I think that was perform player of the year. Not player of the year, but kind of performance of the year. Performance of the year. P-O-T-Y, performance of the year. Uh, he balled out 40 fantasy points. That's got to be top three this season in fantasy football speaking. I think Big Ben just needs to give the ball to Juju more. Uh, a, a lot of people are high on Chase Claypool. I think he's a good wide receiver, but I don't think he's going to be that wide receiver one. I think Juju, so talented. We saw that in week one. I think he scored two touchdowns. Or he had a really nice performance in week one against uh, the Giants. I think he can recreate that this week. Um I think he needs to get the football. Big Ben needs to be targeting more. We saw that with him uh, back in 2018, 2017. He was kind of that guy. But now, he's. I, think, I don't know if it's an injury issue or he's being guarded by better uh, defensive backs, but he's just not been that same guy. We've seen flashes, but he hasn't really been to, uh, been able to put together like a string of good performances. So I'm, I'm hoping. I really like the guy. I like Juju. But I have the Titans taking that one. I think they're going to stay undefeated. Uh, next game is supposed to be the Sunday night game, but I got flexed to a 330. Uh, Buccaneers versus the Raiders. I'm the Buccaneers winning this one 30 to 20. It is in Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, so I don't know if that's an advantage for uh, the Raiders. Um, rest of the Buccaneers taking this one. The Raiders aren't bad. Obviously, we saw them dominate. The, I wouldn't say dominate. They won. They won by eight against a great red hot Kansas City Chiefs team. But again, I don't think they're that good. I don't know. I just don't have a lot of confidence in Derek Carr from what I've seen of him. Uh, obviously, he has more career uh, MVP votes than Russell Wilson. Shout out, Chiggy. Uh, but I don't think he's that guy. I'm sorry. I think that they also need a wide receiver one. Hunter Renfro cannot be that guy. Uh, great at Clemson for like the eight years he played. I feel like he was there forever. And uh, Henry Ruggs, he needs to get more involved. I've been saying that. He had a really nice grab against Kansas City, though. I just think they need that wide receiver one. They need that quarterback. Maybe we see Matt Stafford go to Las Vegas. You know, he's a big party guy, pulls a lot of chicks. Uh, I just think uh, Derek Carr and the Raiders both need kind of some changes there. Uh, but I think Tampa, uh, kind of going to the Tampa Bay side, I think Tampa Tommy is pumped up. Huge W against Green Bay, especially because they lost to my Chicago Bears. I know. Uh, but um, after taking a massive W against the Red Hot Green Bay Packers, I think they're going to keep that ball rolling. Huge confidence. And uh, I think Godwin came back last week. But I don't think he performed that well. I think we're going to see a really solid game from him against that Raiders secondary. He's going to kind of be that that big role in that 30-20 to 20 victory. But our next game, we have an AFC West matchup. 
I'm going with the Kansas City Chiefs against the Denver Broncos. I have the Chiefs taking this one 34 to 21, winning this one by 13 points. Uh, I think the Chiefs' run game is too good. I don't even know if Le'Veon Bell's playing, uh, but Clyde coming off a career performance, he's going to be really solid throughout his whole career. Sorry, I'm uh, got like uh, the hiccups or something. But I think Drew Locke really needs Sutton if he wants success, and a big reason why we kind of saw Drew Locke really have a nice second half of last season, the last like four or five games that he started was in big part due to Cortland Sutton. We saw him targeting him so much, and if he got covered, Noah Fant was kind of that guy that he got in the red zone and all those guys. Uh, but I think they need him. Drew Locke and Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs, or not Henry Ruggs, what am I saying? Jerry Judy. Him and Jerry Judy, they've been kind of on and off. So we've seen Jerry Judy make some great like kind of big plays, touchdowns, like 30, 40, 50-yard receptions. But he hasn't been getting the ball a lot. We see, we've seen a lot of one, two, three reception games from him. It's kind of an all-or-nothing kind of guy. Uh, if he makes that big play, he's going to be great for you in fantasy. And uh, if he doesn't, he's really kind of going to be a dud. We see a lot of fly routes, a lot of post drops from him. And I think they need to give him more slant routes. Obviously, killer speed. Uh, that's kind of what Sutton's specialty was. Great route running receiver. I think if Ruggs, or why do I keep calling him Ruggs? God, both went to Alabama. But I think if Judy can kind of recreate uh, how Sutton's play style is, which I'd argue that Judy has better hands, better speed, better explosiveness, better big playability than Sutton, I think Drew Locke is going to have great chemistry with him. But I just think they, they're kind of giving him the wrong routes, giving him the wrong offense. Uh, and Mahomes is going to be, um, he's obviously unbelievably hard to beat. I think before that Raiders loss, he was like 14 and 0 or 15 cert games won. Uh, he's unbelievably hard to beat with a full team and even harder without your two best players. I mentioned Cortland Sutton. He was kind of that main guy on offense. And then Von Miller, Super Bowl MVP of Super Bowl 50. He was that main guy on defense. Uh, really, really hard game for the Broncos to win. Even though they did just beat New England, I have the Chiefs taking this one by two possessions. Getting into our shit fest of the week, I've got the Jacksonville Jaguars against the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, I have the Chargers taking this one 16 to 15. Uh, I wrote in all caps here: Minshew needs help. Uh, the O line is a big specialty or big uh, kind of uh, important factor there. Him and Joe Burrow are so alike. Both young quarterbacks. Minshew in his second season, Burrow in his first. Uh, both have great weapons on offense. We see Tyler Boyd and AJ Green in Cincinnati safety. And we see Keenan Cole, DJ Chark, um, James Robinson over there in Jacksonville. But both teams have a really, really bad, probably bottom five tier O-lines and awful defenses. I think if both of those factors step it up, both teams could be playoff contenders within the next three to five years. I love Gardner Minshew. have one of his jerseys. His pocket presence is fantastic, and uh, DJ Chark has been really solid. I just think he needs to get more targets. Uh, and I don't think the, the the Jaguars are going to have much success without that O-line and defense help. And uh, on, the, on the Los Angeles side, uh, Keenan Allen, uh, he's questionable for this game. We saw the back injury against New Orleans. But uh, nevertheless, he's still so good. Uh, the amount of targets he's been getting, I think it's like 45% of all, uh, of all plays have been going to him or attempts have been going to him. I don't know if he catches all of them. Uh, so Justin Herbert really likes his wide receiver one, and uh, I really like that because uh, Keenan Allen's on the fantasy squad. So um, 
I appreciate it, Herbert. I appreciate it. Uh, getting into our next game, I have the 49ers against the Patriots. Uh, I have the Patriots taking this one 27-23. And you guys know this. Every week, I write down a player with um, three laughing emojis. This week is Jimmy Garoppolo. Coming off a great week against uh, Los Angeles Rams on Sunday Night Football, kind of on the national stage, we saw them have a nice bounce back after allowing like a 45 bomb against Miami. Um, but I don't think they're going to recreate that performance. I think they're going to they're gonna lose this one by four. Cam Newton's going to bounce back nicely. We saw him make his comeback from uh, COVID-19 against Denver, and it, he, he, he struggled a lot, missed some passes. Uh, he, like, he did not look like himself, like his MVP self, like he did in the first couple games of the season. Um, and I think he's gonna he's gonna bounce back. And uh, although I do have the the Patriots winning this, I still think that they need a um they need a wide receiver one. Uh, obviously Julian Edelman, he's kind of been that guy for years, but um he he worked with Tom Brady, but I don't think Cam Newton it's gonna work with him. Uh, in Carolina, we saw him kind of target those really big kind of uh, big play, kind of jump ball, Randy Moss type players. We saw him with Calvin Benjamin, really big target. Uh, we saw him with Steve Smith. We saw him, I wouldn't say DJ Moore's big, but DJ Moore can go go up and jump for that ball. Greg Olson, big physical guy. The, the Patriots really don't have kind of those physical guys. They're more of a speedy, kind of agile, swift uh, team. And uh, I don't think Cam Newton's going to pass the ball very well. Obviously, he runs the ball fantastic. We know that. We've seen that from him for, for years. Uh, but I think he needs a wide receiver one. Edelman's more of a slot guy. You can't have him going against a cornerback once and expecting him to have big games week in and week out. You just can't. Like, we saw him tear up that Seattle defense, which Seattle, obviously, notoriously bad secondary. Uh, and Edelman had a, a career high in receiving yards. But uh, we saw him against A.J. Boye or Chris Harris. Denver has a great secondary. And they have Justin Simmons. Uh, Denver's secondary is really good. I'm just realizing that. But we saw him face them, and he struggled. He really struggled. I think he had more passing yards than receiving yards. It was close. He threw a pass to Cam Newton. And I think Cam Newton had more receiving yards than Julian. Kind of crazy. Um, But, yeah, I think they need to watch receiver one. Last two games, we're getting into our Sunday night game. The game got flexed. It's going to be the Seahawks against the Cardinals. Uh, I have the Seahawks taking this one 34-7. Shout out Casey Tyrell. Love you, man. And shout out Chiggy. Your team's staying undefeated. Along with the Titans, I think. Uh, but the Cardinals defense, we saw them ball out against Dallas. But I think they're not consistent enough. They're too young. Buda Baker and uh, Isaiah Simmons, all those guys. They're young. They have potential. Uh, but that doesn't mean they're good now. And uh, I don't think they're consistent enough to win this game. DK and Lockett are way too good to contain. Patrick Peterson, you know, he's been top 10 corner, uh, top 15 corner in this NFL for probably the past five to seven years. Uh, but he's getting up there in age, and I don't think he's going to kind of keep up with those young, speedy, physical guys like uh, DK and Lockett are. And I think that's kind of going to be their uh, Achilles heel, that uh, that deep ball game. Uh, so I had the Seahawks taking that one by a pretty pretty large uh, amount. Getting our Monday night game, we got my Chicago Bears going against the Los Angeles Rams, coming off of a uh, a loss against San Francisco um, at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. So that could be an advantage because the last time last year the Bears lost to the Rams by a lot, but two times ago 
Sunday Night Football, we played the Rams at Soldier Field, and that was one of my favorite games of the Chicago Bears fan. The Rams coming in were 11-1. and Bears were 8-4, and and we just saw them dominate the Rams. Roquan Smith had a really nice interception, I remember. Bradley Sowell, the left guard, caught a touchdown. We saw a great game uh, from that Bears defense, and I think if they can recreate that, uh, I think we're going to win this game. And um, I think the Bears are going to win their first game by two possessions. I'm going to say it. Bears' first six games. They're 5-1. and one. Uh, They've won all five games by one possession, and they lost one game by one possession. So a lot of close games. Not fun to be a Chicago Bears fan, which, unfortunately, I am. I shouldn't say unfortunately, though. We're 5-1, and one, top 10 team in the NFL. Can't really complain. Uh, but I think this one they're going to take by nine points, barely two possessions, but still two possessions. And uh, I wrote an all-caps here. This is going to be their key to win. Pressure Jared Goff. Jared Goff in a clean pocket with no pressure has a 74% completion percentage. And uh, under pressure, when he's facing pressure, when he gets hit or when he gets knocked down, that percentage drops down to 38. That thing almost gets cut in half. It gets cut down by 36% points. That's absurd. And obviously, Bears, best pass rusher in the NFL, Khalil Mack, Robert Quinn, Akeem Hicks, Roy Robertson-Harris, all those guys, Barcavius Mingo, love that dude. All those guys pressuring Jared Goff at the same time, which we saw them do uh, against Teddy Bridgewater. We saw them do against Tom Brady. We saw them do against Matt Stafford. All these teams that they've been pressuring, they've been coming out with uh, big Ws, and I think that's what we're going to see on on primetime TV on ESPN. And a lot of people have been doubting the Bears, uh, especially the first, like, four weeks. Once we played Tampa and beat them on, on Thursday Night Football National Television, I feel like we got a little bit more respect, but still not much. I think this is the game where the Bears solidify themselves as a top seven team in this league, the best team in the NFC North. Uh, and I think uh, all the analysts, all the coaches, everyone around the NFL, they're really going to start to respect us. I can't wait to see uh, shows like First Take, uh, NFL Game Day more, or NFL, like the post-game show. I can't wait to see all these these analysts start to respect the Bears and I had them losing a couple weeks ago against Tampa Bay, so I really, you really can't say I'm biased. But I'm extremely confident coming into this game. Uh, but one more point I want to bring up is I think that Nick Foles needs to get the ball to Allen Robinson more. Uh, he had a really nice game against Tampa Bay. I think he had like almost 10 receptions for like over 100 yards. Really nice game. Uh, but uh, we saw against Carolina, he kind of got shut down. I think he had like three receptions maybe for like 70 yards. Which, I mean, I wouldn't say is awful. 70 yards receiving isn't isn't bad. But Allen Robinson, you know, he is a top 10 receiver in this league. And he thinks he's the number number one receiver in this league. Uh, and what we saw against Tampa Bay, that kind of proved that he was. But what we saw against Carolina kind of proved that he wasn't. But uh, I don't think that's completely his fault. He was open on some rounds. I just think Nick Foles needs to be more consistent. He's had his flashes. If he can get the ball to Allen Robinson consistently, uh, that's going to open up more... more uh, more possibilities to get the ball to guys like Cole Komet, Jimmy Graham, Anthony Miller, Darnell Mooney, uh, David Montgomery on a check down. All those guys. Allen Robinson really is a dangerous uh, weapon to have, and uh, we're happy he's on our side. But uh, really, really need to get pressure on golf. I, I was kind of talking about that Bears game for a while, but that's going to conclude today's episode. Um, One-man show, kind of the first time we've ever done this. But uh, thank you guys for joining me. 
and uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, peace out, boys. Love you.